Don't you just love it when you can confidently say that someone has your back? Hi, Dave Lee here, and that's the feeling I have with UCARE. Anytime I call them up with a Medicare question, I know without a doubt that a real person will answer, and they will work through my issues no matter how long it takes, and they won't hang up until I completely understand what's going on. Their people and customer service are second to none, and it's why UCARE has people-powered health plans. Don't hesitate to reach out to UCARE for help. Learn more at UCARE.org slash Medicare. This paid endorsement brought to you by UCARE. Today on my first concert. So when I actually saw his band play, I was like, oh, he's a real musician. (laughs) (laughs) This is good. He wasn't just giving me the line. Welcome back. Dave Lee here. And our thanks to uh, our friends at Aquarius Home Services for allowing us to be here in the Aquarius Home Service Services studio. Also to StarBank.net for being one of our great sponsors of the show. They're our bank here at Talk North. And also by Propane.com. Some exciting environmental news there, too. I'll tell you about in just a minute. Today, a couple of friends, very special guests. Uh, Paul and Lindsay. Paul Christensen and Lindsay Birdie. Lindsay and Paul, I've known them for quite a while. Uh, a lot of you may have seen Paul and heard him in his, his band uh, before Swag. I'm going to ask you about the band you were in before, Paul. And a lot of people may have seen you not knowing you were in that band, but it's really interesting. And Lindsay, of course, you've been around the music business for a long time just with this guy alone. True. And a former hockey player, by the way, at the University of New Hampshire, too. So, But let's be, Lindsay, let me start with you. Your right. first concert. What was it? What do you remember? Oh, I remember everything. I was about 11 years old, and I was taken to the concert Poison with my dad. Oh, oh. dad took you to Poison? <laughs> my dad you took had a me. hip dad. How cool. I know. How cool. I was obsessed with the song Unskinny Bop, and my dad loved the song too. Now, my mom did not quite love the song. <laughs> did no, she love Poison? She didn't like Poison. Yeah, yeah. She thought it was crap. <laughs> I would sneak out to watch MTV, and oh, she oh, got yeah. a hold of that video, and that was... <laughs> They don't you watch that MTV anymore. And I begged my dad, and I know he wanted to go just as much as I did. So we go to the concert, and I think that's where I smelled my first whiff of pot. Oh, sure. That, yeah. That's where the weed was. We what does that smell? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And all I kept hearing was, don't tell your mother. <laughs> Half-naked girls up on the stage, on the boxes. I think I saw a boob. Don't tell your mother. Don't tell your mother. I don't think I've ever heard him say it since, but it was though most of the night, don't tell your mother. <laughs> yeah, that was a great concert. I remember, take, you made me think of taking my young son with me to go see, this is bad parenting, I'm sure, to go see Metallica and Linkin Park. And it was like five bands, Mudvayne and... and um, we go in, and that's probably the first thing he saw. We saw, and I'm thinking, like, oh, he couldn't have seen that. Of course, I've seen it everywhere. And yeah. That's the same thing. I wouldn't bring us up to mom when we get home. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that set the stage for me. I knew I was going to walk the line. Of, I was going to be a good kid, but I was going to walk the line. <laughs> Where was that at? I think it was at maybe something like the Target Center. Okay. That I don't even really remember. Yeah. Yeah. But Poison, wow. All right, Paul. Let's hear what your first concert was. Well, I'm thinking, and I've gone to so many concerts. Yeah. But and you've played so I many. Think, yeah, well, and I think it was Iron Maiden at oh, the wow. old Met Center. Wow. And talk about tailgating back in those days. Yeah, the, and you had that big lot. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. I mean, I was really young back then, but I just remember walking through that parking lot, and I mean, there were there were 
huge fires right in the middle of the parking lot and, and everything else going on. It was just like a, a scene out of a movie or something. It was awesome. Do you remember who you went with? Uh, just some buddies in, from high school. Yeah. Actually, probably junior high back then. But So you had to get a ride. Yeah. Yeah, we had to get a ride and got dropped off. And, and picked up. We went. Getting picked up at the Met Center outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, every every side of the Met Center looked the same. I got. I mean, I, I came out of North Star Games not remembering where I parked my car. and Because mm-hmm. every side looked the same. So that that by itself, having the parents or whoever it was try to find you. And, and no cell phones back then, <laughs> no probably. No cell phones. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. That was an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But boy, what a what a venue to go see concerts. You know, I miss that. Oh, yeah. You know, because you just don't get that at the Excel or Target Center or anything like that anymore. No, no, that was, it was, a, I mean, it was a whole event, the yeah. day, the everything about it. That's the beauty of the first concert, though. You remember so much about right. it. Yes. Even if you don't think you do, and then you start going back and remember the buds you were with or yes. whoever it might have been. It's the best question to ask anybody. I mean, it just yeah. opens the door for everything. Yeah. And everybody remembers it. And I mean, there's even a friend of mine, her daughter is waiting to figure out what she wants her first concert to be. Because it's going to be something she remembers or is asked the rest of her life. You know, on this show, too, we've had that situation where we've had a lot of kids have gone with their parents to their first concert. I'm thinking about our buddy Chris Schaefer over Channel 4. His first concert was with Kiss, and his dad took him. His daughters, their first concert, Kiss, and he took them. Generational thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. But we've heard that more than one time on this show. You, you can know. kind of pr- tell people's age, too, when they tell you the first concert. Yeah, yeah. You know, followed by Poison was Janet Jackson and Paul Abdul and New Kids on the Block. And that was the whole, you well, know, era of that stuff. I'm probably the only guy uh, on this show that's one of his first bands he saw was Savoy Brown singing Wang Dang Doodle. So <laughs> don't hear that one very nope. often. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so let's let's go now to some of the infamous concerts that you've been to uh any what stands out among all of them man there's been a lot but i really really loved to watch eric church perform Mm -hmm. and as much as i love hardcore nasty ass dirty rap yeah i can also get into the honky tonk or (laughs) hair bands but eric church he just you when when a performer loves to perform that's just to me the magnet that makes me want to see them i saw eric church at the caboose before he was anybody and so it almost feels like, you know, it was free to stand in the front row. And then a couple of years later, you're paying 600 bucks to stand in the same spot. <laughs> oh, so he, I think that he was an amazing performer. And then one of the shows that Paul and I saw recently was in Vegas. And that was the Queen band playing with Adam Lambert. Oh, yeah. I've so seen Queen them. with yeah. Adam Lambert. Yeah. I think it was like their last day of residency in Vegas. And they're coming here again in October. Oh, what? Dave, let's go. Because that was a good show. That was, I, that was one of those times when you end a show and I wished I was friends with Adam Lambert. I wanted him to call me up and say, <laughs> what, well, what are we doing now? <laughs> but he didn't. But that's one of those shows that I went to. I, I'm not a huge Queen fan. I, I was, you know, some of it I liked, some of it I didn't. But I went to see uh, Adam Lambert and Queen and I walked out of there going, holy smokes, that was really good. Oh, so good. Really good. Yeah, and he does such a great job with it, too. Yeah. The whole band's great. The two originals in there, right? Yep. Yeah, that are still in that, that yep. band. Well, yep. that yeah, that had to be a great show. So, uh, Paul, 
for you, I want you to think about this and take a short break, but I want to know uh, among, as a musician, the concerts that you weren't involved in that stood out for you. So hang on, we'll be right back. I think we all agree we got to lower the carbon footprint in this day and age, and we need reliable and affordable energy at the same time. So how do you do that? Well, I I could tell you, propane. It's a clean energy solution for tomorrow, but it's available today, and it can work alongside all these other energy sources you hear about. Uh, So here's the deal. Propane produces, and I love this stat, even if you don't know a lot about it, 43% fewer emissions than electricity generated from the U.S. grid. And if you think about that for a second, you're going to say, that's kind of impressive. Yeah, that's more than kind of. Propane is energy stored on site, independent from the vulnerabilities we see of the grid. And the benefits of propane don't end there. There's major advances being made today for renewable propane, and it's compatible with traditional propane. And again, it requires no additional infrastructure investments. I mean, think about all of that stuff. Here in the state of Minnesota, we need to use all our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and certainly affordability. So propane is the right energy, and right now is the time. But you can find out more and do your own due diligence and research at propane.com. Paul and Lindsay are with me. I'm going to talk more about Paul's days with a band called Condition Response. Before that, though, Paul, concerts that stood up for you as a musician, anything that's kind of over the top among all of them? You know, I love the days that the the bands had these elaborate stage shows. Everything from, like I said, Iron Maiden, but Ozzy Osbourne with his castles and uh, Van Halen with their huge wall of speakers and, you know, bands like that that would really put on a huge show. And I know that there's some of these bands that still do that, like Trans-Siberian Orchestra and the light show at the Queen show that we went to was amazing. It was lasers and all that. It was really cool. But those big stage props, I thought that was just the coolest thing. ACDC always had a, a good bit going, I thought, where they'd always have, you know, a, a train or some darn thing on the stage. But then on their screens, it wasn't them. It was some, you know, just some random videos of whatever they had. I'm sure it all tied in. Yeah. But it, there was something going on everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. You know, and now a lot of times you go see a band and it's just a big flat stage. And I get it that, you know, you can get a better a better view from the the arena from every angle that way. But those days of the big elaborate sets, it was just the coolest to me. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay, when did you first see him and play? Ah, it had to be about seven or eight years ago now. And he was telling me that he was in a band and I should come and watch. And my first thought was, oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. I've always dated athletes. Now it's going to be a band guy. I'm thinking this guy, yeah, did not know what to expect. Think, you know, maybe, maybe he can strum a couple notes on a guitar. So when I actually saw his band play, I was like, oh, he's a real musician. (laughs) This is good. He wasn't just giving me the line. I saw him play at Champs, Champs outside in Eden Prairie. And it's a, it's a great place to have a show. Yeah. It's a fun place. And yeah, it was a nice night. And he was really good. <laughs> well, well, Lord Fletcher's, you've played, I mean, the Hewing Hotel, I, you know, I've seen mm-hmm. on social media, you've been over there. You've been uh, Birches on the Lake. We talked about that. Excelsior Brewing. I mean, all over the place, yeah. really. And that's with Swag, right? That's right. the band Swag. Yep. And you're still playing with them right now. Yep. We play t- a couple times a month and we kind of play downtown and west. That's but, kind of our, our stopping grounds. But prior to that, you opened for a 
number of hair bands, right? Played yeah, with them? Yeah, condition response. Yeah, we would do shows with, oh my gosh, Dokken, Night Ranger, Great White, Warrant, uh, Rat, Joan Jett, list goes on. But, um, you know, my biggest regret with that is that I never took any pictures. Never took any pictures with those bands, yeah. and I don't have any pictures of us. And you because know, it's always you kind of a hustle around while you're doing it. Yeah, not a lot of time to do that, but and no camera phones really. Right, right. Exactly. So, so that was a different thing back then. There's a picture somewhere of me and Janie Lane standing outside by a dumpster after a show <laughs> one time. I don't even know where the picture is, but that's the one that stands out in my mind. That I wish I had more pictures like that. Paul, have I seen a picture of you and Sammy Hagar? Yeah. Yeah. So there's one. Yeah, we did a whole thing. We played with Sammy Hagar in Marvelous 3. How was the that? The Aquatennial. How was that? Oh, it was great. Yeah, he had his bottle of Cabo Wabo tequila and oh, passed yeah. it around. And <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. And he was easy to work with? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about some of those other bands? Rat and Warrant, did you, did you end up... When you're doing a show with them, do you really spend much time with the other band or not? Not really. Yeah. No. No. You're, you're loading your stuff on the stage while... They're they're probably not even there. They have their roadies and everything setting all their stuff up. And um, one thing was funny. We were playing with Rat one time, and Warren DiMartini was their guitar player, great guitar player, one of my heroes growing up. And um, he had he fried out an amp head, and then and then they fried out another amp head. <laughs> And then this guy comes running up to me. He's like, hey, can Warren use one of your amp heads? And I was like, no. no. He's like, no, no. And they figured out what was going on. It was a grounding issue or whatever. And I was like, well, all right. So I ran out to my car and grabbed my amp head and brought it back in. And so that was, uh, he like, it made it through the night with that. But uh, yeah, so that was pretty fun. Oh, gosh, yeah. The, uh, and then uh, and you did some album. Yep, we recorded three albums in that band and got some radio play and uh you know we still actually sell some CDs here and there <laughs> after all these years but yeah it was great now and how did swag happen then swag happened because um just was looking to branch out and do something different so condition response and then decibel was right after that which was basically just a a uh, different version of Condition Response, but doing mostly cover stuff in that band. And then uh, I wanted to do something different because that was always like the the harder rock stuff, which is what I I gravitate towards. However, um, we still put that spin on with with swag, but um, we do more like Foo Fighters and Matchbox Twenty and things like that. Keep the dance floor moving. Yeah, they still have a rocky edge to those songs, yeah. so it's fun. And even recently. A couple of the swag members went up and on stage and played with a guy named J.R. Richards, who was in a band called Dishwalla. And mm -hmm. a lot of people might not remember Dishwalla, although they had a very, very famous, popular song that was maybe one of the most played songs. What did J.R. say, Paul? The most played song on the radio in 97 and 98, yeah. Counting Blue Cars. Hmm. Yeah. If you don't know it by name, it's tell me all your thoughts on God, because I'd really like to meet her. That's like the line in there that people yeah. would remember. Yeah, so that was really cool. So he gets asked to do some fun stuff like that with really credible musicians. And I know he's in his own band. One of the biggest tributes you could ever get is when your own bandmates kind of hail to you. Yeah. And there's times when Paul has rattled off a, you know, a Prince solo or just something phenomenal. And his own bandmates give him the, they've heard him so many times, they still think he's phenomenal. I think it's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Uh, humbling, actually. It's a blast. 
Yeah. Yeah, how can it not be? <laughs> yeah. The um the foundation of your music then. When did you first decide you're going to be a musician? Oh man, I had posters on my wall growing up and yeah. and everything and then my aunt when I was about 12 years old, gave me a guitar. They had every kind of instrument at their house. They had guitars and drum sets and all this and that. And um, she gave me a guitar, and it didn't have any strings on it or anything. And I'm left-handed, so I'm just I'm just air jamming in my bedroom to to whatever Aerosmith and sure. Ted Nugent and all that. <laughs> and I finally told my dad when I was about 14 or 15, "Hey, I'd, I'd really like to learn how to play and and get some strings." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a right-handed guitar, and I was holding it left-handed, and so. Then we strung it right-handed because that's all I had. So now I play right-handed. Wow. Even though I probably would have been a better guitar player if I had played left. <laughs> have but... you ever pulled up on a left-handed guitar? No, well, I mean, I've held them and things like that, but I don't play yeah. left-handed. It would be not completely learning over because at least the knowledge would be there, but it, it's awkward. It's awkward. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it's like the golfers. A lot yeah. of them will putt. Yeah. With the op- I, don't, I, I don't understand it, but I'm not a good golfer, so I don't <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> get a lot of strokes for that green fee, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. By golly, I'm getting my money's worth. Dave. But the but the point is that you switch like that, and a lot of them will, them will switch, and they can't go the other way, which is kind of, I guess, that's just kind of how it goes. I'm actually really happy about it though, because then you can get up and jam with other bands, or yeah. or the even just the amount of guitars that are out there. If you go to Guitar Center or something, they're almost all right-handed guitars, so. You know, if you want to buy a used guitar or something, chances are it's going to be a right-handed guitar. So, so, so yeah, it worked. So your aunt knew what she was doing the whole time. Yeah, she yeah. she must have been. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you play any music? Uh, my dad was a, my my our father was very good at every every instrument that was close by that he found. It, you know, or he'd borrow, or yeah, he could play guitar. He could play pretty much any. He played the piano. He was a great singer. He played uh, violin. He played uh, the accordion. He could, I mean, you name it. I wish I knew how to play the violin. I always thought that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. He just, I don't know. He just, you know, guys like you probably just got an ear for it, and he just picked it up, and away he went. But It's an incredible gift, truly. I mean, I, I grew up playing the piano. I can play a piano and a little saxophone in the band when you're young. But to be able to play by ear is really an incredible talent. What about the guitar? What, what brand are you addicted to? Live, I typically play Les Pauls. Wow. Gibson Les Pauls. I bring two of those. I just recently, in the last couple of years, though, started bringing out an Ibanez. And I had tried to bring those out years ago, and they I couldn't even make it through soundcheck. They just didn't sound anywhere hmm. near as thick and beefy as the Les Pauls. But I have this USA Custom Ibanez, and it's got the mahogany back and a maple top, and and I had the same pickups put in it, and it's amazing how it sounds. Actually, even thicker than the Les Pauls, so I've I've brought that out recently. Well, Les Paul, when he's alive, used to play what every Monday night in New York at some little club. Oh, cool! All the time, it's so cool just to go over there and 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 watch him play. He was great. Yeah. Do you have any signed guitars? You played with all these bands. Did they ever sign a guitar and and get it hanging on the wall or? No, no signed guitars other than, I don't know if you remember a club back in, uh, when was that, the 90s probably, called the Iron Horse up in Crystal. Yeah. And that was a huge rock and roll club and just a a great place to hang out. You could go there any night of the week. I didn't even look at who was playing because I knew it would always be a good band. And uh, then when they closed, we were one of the 
the final bands to play there. And so I brought a guitar that I had and had everybody at the place, all the bartenders and owner and, and sound guys and stuff like that. I'll sign it and say a little something down there. So oh, cool. I have that. Yeah. Well, that's other than that, I don't have anything. We're talking with Paul and Lindsay here on uh, My First Concert on uh, TalkNorth.com, on Apple, on Spotify. You can subscribe or download it wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to talk some more here in just a minute. I do want to mention our bank here, the Star Bank, the bank at TalkNorth.net. And the turnaround time right now on loans with Star Bank, second to none. No red tape. Uh, so once you apply for a loan and submit your documentation, away you go. And you might be looking at a home equity line of credit. You might be looking at a home mortgage right now, maybe a business loan, ag operating or equipment loan, even a loan for a camper or an RV, perhaps. But they handle everything. And they've been around Minnesota many, many, many years. And they're very strong, doing things the right way. But I would really encourage you to get your loan needs met at Star Bank. At least go over there and talk to them. It's family-owned. You'll get to know them. And Minnesota-based. There's, uh, and uh, no hold times when you call. They actually will answer that phone with a real person. So that is really, I think, how banking should be, right? But you like the app, like the technology, like we all do. They got all of that, too. But I would call your local Star Bank branch today or stop in at your convenience. Why wouldn't you, right? Uh, do your research. Get it done. Loans are subject to a loan application and approval. Starbank.net. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. And great to have him along here on the show today, along with Paul and Lindsay. Uh, we're talking about first concerts. All right, Lindsay, what else stands out for you through the years of of the concerts you've attended. Oh man, I I loved Bon Jovi back back in the day. And did you ever see him when you were playing hockey out in New Hampshire? Because you were kind of in his turf. Yeah, although no, he went... I didn't see him out there. But I was uh, I was good buddies with. Do I even admit it? A guy <laughs> named Michael Bennett who played for the Vikings. Oh, do you remember, I remember him? Yeah, Michael. Yeah, running yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, was yeah. it Mo Williams? Was his backup? Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. So he was my friend, and he'd always you know go big and go. Go big or go home. <laughs> so he once got us a big suite at the Bon Jovi concert. I was with my cousin and some security guards saw my cousin and I walk by. My cousin's beautiful. And he grabbed us and said, hey, you want to come on the stage with, with John Bon Jovi? On stage? On stage. Yeah. So we were kind of on the side <laughs> of the stage and John was doing a song. Bon Jovi was doing a song. And I just remember thinking, oh, this is, I, I've made it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> and then when I met Paul, my brother says, oh, shit, it's like you have your own personal Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> so it all came together. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So what was it like sitting up there? I mean, for the uh, whole it was, show? It was, uh, I think we were there for like five songs and then we went back to the suite. Wow. So, yeah, it was cool. I mean, there was, you know, he looked at us. It wasn't anything that was crazy. Yeah. He didn't put the mic in my face and ask me to sing along or anything. <laughs> Pledge, <laughs> get up here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that wow, was really cool. Wow, what a great experience. Yeah. My favorite kind of stuff is. Do you remember MTV, like, Unplugged? Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, so Every, that... Yeah, everything about MTV. Yes, yeah. I love... I, yes, like I was saying earlier, I used to sneak out to just turn on MTV videos and Huey Lewis and the News. I, I remember loving that yeah. happy to Devo. be stuck with you video. Yes, yes. And um, I think about the people I wish I could just see on, you know, even Pink to watch Pink Unplugged. Wouldn't that be cool? She's great. Have you seen her in concert? No, I haven't. She's awesome. And she'll use props. Her. It's a big M&M. Is what, I mean, not the candy. The singer. Oh, yeah. A big, I think it's him. I The, the big blow-up doll. With, she, yeah, and she's doing gymnastics. Yeah. Well, I've seen her do athlete. that thing where they hang from the ceiling on a... Whatever that piece of fabric is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's so athletic. Yeah, she's. Uh, I think she's coming back to town this soon, too, I believe. Yeah, I've seen her a couple times. I'd cool. go. I'd go in a minute. Is it Target Field, Brandon? 
Okay. That'd be well worth it. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. Anyway, yeah. I interrupted you there, didn't I? Oh, no, no, not at all. I just think that seeing some of those intimate people and just hearing their voice alone without any of the background noise is incredible. Oh, yeah. Well, sitting, how many people would love to sit side stage with John Bon, John Jovi. bon Jovi? Wow. <laughs> yeah, Especially the ladies. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there wasn't a guy in, within 10. Nope. I never got yards. asked to go up and I'm, sit with I'm, Bon Jovi. I'm just stunned by that. I, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, man. After we're done, I'll tell you about working out with John Bon Jovi. But I, but I don't want to bore any, but we're here for you, not for my, my shallow stories. I can't stories. wait to hear but that. when we're done, I'll tell you about okay. it. Okay. So, uh, Paul, uh, do you like, I mean, I often wondered, it's, it's like um, if, you, if you have friends that played professional sports, you're talking about Michael Bennett, uh, those guys in, don't, you know, they don't really want to go to see another football game. They don't want to go see guys that have played professional baseball. For the most part, a lot of them don't really want to go hang around a baseball game like a lot of us fans do. For a musician, if there's a concert, now you went to see Queen, obviously, but is it a big deal for you to go to concerts or are you just focused on what you're doing? I love going to concerts. It doesn't even have to be a concert. I love going seeing uh, just bar bands or, you know, if you're in Vegas or something, going around to these little places and seeing could be a jazz band it could be a, a rock band it could be whatever um i love going to see any kind of music what about uh, your your uh, mentors for guitar is there anybody you want to see like a walt a walter trout uh, a tinsley ellis uh, tommy castro any of those guys that that you kind of really would like to see a little bit of off the beaten path but are great guitar players sonny landreth uh, <laughs> robin ford anybody like that well, I've gotten to see so many of yeah. the bands that we played with and so many of the players that that I grew up with that um, I loved hearing them play. And then yeah. next thing you know, we're doing shows together and it's just <laughs> crazy. And you get kind of a different perspective when you get to be up close and, and you know, not just hanging out in the crowd. You can see their gear and their guitars and all that kind of thing. So, Could you learn from them as you watched them? Well, I think that they're, you know, we're always absorbing something and, uh, you know, whether it's stage presence or their actual music that they're playing or whatever. But yeah, uh, we went and saw Extreme at a place in Minneapolis and I can't remember the name of the place. It's right across from Prince's old club, uh, Glam Slam or whatever that was called. And uh, Nuno Betancourt is just a monster. He's just a great player, and his style is so rock and funk and all that. It's just, it's just really intriguing to me. Stage presence. You mentioned that. Yeah. And I think people, you know, I want to, well, I want to be in a rock band. But that's something people probably don't think about. And it's interesting you brought that up. So how important is that part of it? I think it's really important. You know, if you're just standing in the corner staring at the floor or staring at the neck of your guitar or or whatever instrument that you're playing, you know, it, it's show business mm -hmm. that way. So you got to be, you got to put on some kind of a show. Otherwise, you know, probably stay at home and sit on the couch and play. <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> the professionalism that comes along with signing up for show business is also something that I've noticed and learned from, you know, being around Paul and his bandmates, because still, even though they're playing around Minneapolis, the shit that I see at his shows. I mean, there was one night, all of a sudden, some girl's underwear's on the stage. I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> and they had to play through it. Yeah. It just has to, you know, the show must go on. 
I'm going to guess. Yeah, the happen- comes off and the show goes on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's happened more than once, I'm going to guess. That's yeah, happened. <laughs> what venue do you like playing the best? I mean, acoustically, can you pick up on uh, what right away when you are uh, doing a sound check? Yeah, well, and they, they're all set up a little bit different, yeah. especially now. Years ago, it seemed like there was even every bowling alley had a had a bar in it with a stage and a big PA and lights and all that. And those days have just kind of, kind of gone away. A lot of the breweries have bands and things like that, but it's, I don't want to say it's a side note on the band kind of thing, but it's more, you're just kind of playing there. Mm-hmm. But I think probably the best setup that I like playing these days is at Bunkers downtown. Oh, right really? Washington. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice big stage. And, um, it's just a historic room there itself, you know, Prince going in there and oh, yeah. all those guys like Jelly Bean and Michael Bland and all those guys playing there, Mambo's Combo. Oh, gosh, that. for Mambo's Combo. I, so Julius was a, a friend of mine, and he was a trainer, but he was also a bodyguard for Prince. And he's the one who first told me that Prince liked to go watch shows over there all the time, mm-hmm. incognito, just kind of. You know, nobody, I, I'm sure maybe some people recognize him. I don't know, but he liked just to go observe bands. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We actually played Bunkers on Super Bowl weekend when uh, the Super Bowl what was at 52. Oh, wow. In town here. And we played down at Bunkers that weekend. And we were, we were kind of, we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know if it was going to be craziness or if you'd see some celebrities walking in or whatever. And I think Bunkers is a little bit off the beaten path as far as where all the activity was going on that yeah. weekend. But, um, but we had a great time nonetheless. Place was packed again, and it was good. I love the audience at Bunkers, too. That's my favorite place that Swag plays. You get such a mix of people who have been coming there for years and then college kids that, that come in. It's just fun. What else besides sitting on stage with John Bon Jovi <laughs> can you share with us? Oh, man. Anything close to that? I don't know. I've had a crazy life. I've been living like a rock star and I'm not one. <laughs> so yeah, there's been some cool stuff that's happened to me. But um, yeah, in terms of of music, you know, I think like Paul, he truly loves music, even just couch concerts. Like co- Paul will sit and play the guitar on the couch and sometimes I'll channel my inner Melissa, Melissa Etheridge. Oh, wow. Kind of, you know, belt out whatever Paul's <laughs> playing. I don't know if anyone else would want to hear it, but I think it's all right. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, the music life and the music scene has been really fun. Obviously, I've been big into sports my whole life, too. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, I even did a little radio stint here and there. Uh, I did a couple days on KDWB with with Dave Ryan when they were looking for a new morning show host. Wow, you'd be aw- you'd be wonderful. I remember Dave asking me why I wanted to come and be a radio show host, and I said I don't know because I actually prefer ninety three X. They donged me. Yeah. Get oh, out. Yeah, you you yeah. were toast. <laughs> yep. I'm not saying radio's competitive, but it it's yeah, overly yeah. competitive. Yeah. yeah so yeah. then I think I spent a, a day on ninety three X with your buddy uh, Weasel. Oh, Weasel and, and Remy. Yep. Yeah. They were fun. I think they asked me to jump on a trampoline, and then I was like, ah, I don't know if this yeah. is going to be the job for me, but maybe for one day. I rode out to Sturgis one year with those guys. Did you really? Just the three of us. 
No, just the three of you. Me and Remy and Weasel. They're, yep. the, they're the greatest. Those two guys are uh, so yeah. much fun. I yeah. can't imagine that combo. Yeah. And then, and you came back. You made it back. We did make it back. We, we shared one hotel room in Deadwood, <laughs> South Dakota. We flipped for the, we flipped for the, the who got the cot, because no otherwise kidding. they had two queens, and oh. yeah, Weasel lost that one, so he slept on the cot, but. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I got to mention that to the, yeah, they're, they're, they're great. Yeah, they're, they're funny. On the podcast. Cool guys. So funny. Yeah. Talented guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And even asking. Um, Remy's first concert was Kiss. But, was it really? Yeah. I think I listened to that too. Yeah. That, that'd be a cool first concert. But I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to tell you that we recently found out that uh, the condo that I have by Longboat Key uh, or in Longboat Key, an ACDC member lives right around Come there. Come on. Yeah. What's his name? Brian called? Johnson. Brian Johnson. You're kidding. The singer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. We've never run into him, but. How cool would that? Well, I think it'd be fun. I, you know, I don't know if it would be or not. I, you know, that's the trouble. You have your expectations, right? And and if you're if you're, I hate to use the word idol, but if your hero or heroine doesn't live up to what you yes. imagine, it's disappointing. So it's a big bummer, I, and it's not fair to them. But on the other hand, right. you don't, you know, sometimes you don't want to meet that. This happened to me through the years in radio with a just just a, honestly only a couple people that were. Disappointing, but I thought, well, it's probably more my fault maybe than it is theirs. No, really, it was their fault. <laughs> yeah. It was their fault. What am I thinking? When we come back, I want to ask you your dream concert. You get to set up a three band or three solo act. Uh, think about that for a second. That's always kind of a tough question for most people. So I do want to give you an easy answer to getting your uh, your water fixed. And that's Aquarius Home Services. Springs here. Spring cleanings here. Home improvements are here. Nothing better than having amazing Connecticut water throughout your entire home. How did I know that? Over 20 years ago, I ran into Jeff Doherty, who uh, runs Aquarius Home Services. And Jeff was just starting out. And we got to be friends. And uh, he talked about the Connecticut system. I said, well, let's, I'd, I'd love to have that. So I got the whole home Connecticut water treatment system installed years ago. And it makes life easier. A Connecticut system uses significantly less salt, by the way, than a standard electric. Yeah, it's not electric, but it makes the Connecticut system the world's the world's most efficient water treatment system. I would contact my friends, and they're good friends over there at Aquarius Home Services, and they do furnaces and they do air conditioning and so many other things. But ask them about the Connecticut free water analysis. No matter where you are, they'll come over and test your water for free. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. They're trusted. They're good. They'll visit your home. They give you quality options that make sense for you and your home and actually what part of town you live in or what part of the state you may live in or out out of the state too, by the way, not just in Minnesota. Aquarius believes in earning the right to be recommended. And I can tell you through these many years, they are absolutely outstanding. They're just a click away too at AquariusHomeServices.com. All right, Lindsay, you're putting together a show, whether it's the old Met Center or over Target Center or Target Field. Who's going to be your, who are going to be your three uh, headliners? I don't think my concert would, it won't ever exist because I'd bring back all the dead guys. <laughs> <laughs> not I, Grateful I, Dead. I, no, just, not yeah, the Grateful yeah. Dead. I would take the Whitney Houston and the wow. Prince and the Michael Jackson and the... Uh, Those would be your three or are we going to get more than well, three? Well, I think one more because I'd have to, add, I want to add in George Michael. I saw his uh, documentary. They called it... Um, what is that called, Paul? Do you remember the documentary name? George Michael? Mm. I don't know. I just saw it on, uh, I saw it on Delta was playing it. And he was, I mean, he was a pretty cool guy. And I think right when he finally got to be himself was when, you know, he died. So I think I, 
I used to dream of Whitney Houston when I was a little kid. Like she was in my dreams. I was hanging out with Whitney. So I still pray for Whitney. Why do I pray yeah, for Whitney? I don't know. It's a good thing. But I felt, yeah, I felt like a connection to her. So, wow. And I think part of the concert that is important to me is who you're with too. Mm-hmm. I think that's yes. always fun. Yeah, I agree. So I would probably take some cool celebrities like Jason Bateman and, you know, <laughs> let's go, let's go watch them. So yeah, my concert doesn't exist, but I would love to... To be to have been able to see those people do their thing because they're truly phenomenal. Yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. So do you watch Ozark? Yeah, I watch. Yeah, Ozark. I figured you yeah, probably did yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. It's hard not to watch it. It's a and yet I show. feel like I got to take a shower after we show. Just kind of oh greasy, yes, but, yes, but you got to watch greasy. the next one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Paul. Well, I'd probably want to go with Jay- uh, Jason Bateman too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The the horrible boss is Jason Bateman. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny about him, though, is that he kind of has the same flavor, like his own personality in most of the characters he plays. Yep. Anyway, back to your question. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'd have to, I I would love to see Van Halen again. I'd love that. With who? Who was singing? Um, Did it matter to you? Oh, well... I, I or kinda, you just focus on Eddie's guitar playing. Well, that, but um, probably the David Lee Roth yeah. years. Yeah, I probably just like. I probably chap. just. <laughs> but you've played with Sammy already, right? So. Well, yeah, but uh, I think they have great, great songs with with Sammy Hagar. But I just like the rawness that they had with David Lee Roth. I thought that was really cool. Um, and uh, and as I mentioned, Nuno Betancourt. I love Extreme. Um, especially his guitar playing. And you know who my, probably my overall favorite band is Better Than Ezra. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Love why, those why guys. Why is it? Just, you just like everything I don't know. Do. It's just something about the That's way really their songs are. And and uh, I don't know. They just got something about them. I dig it. Okay. So if we're going to the show, you're, you're Justin Bateman's coming up with both of you, right? Yeah, sure. He can come. You know, uh, when that's interesting because when, um, Adele was in town the first time at, well, maybe the only time, I don't know. It was at the XL and I'll be honest, lukewarm. Uh, uh, you know, I, I admire, I respected her music. Would I probably download a CD? Probably not at that time. Yeah. But, uh, my wife wanted to go and then, uh, some friends invited us. So we said, well, let's go see Adele. And so we went there and I guess I was just, you know, she'll be good. I'm sure. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, it, it's, I don't know if I'll explain it well. I don't certainly didn't dislike her. It just wasn't probably a show I would spend that kind of dough. Yeah, the hype mm-hmm. wasn't there for you. Uh, so we go so, to the sh- so. Let me ask a question: Was it the showman the the show part of it, or was it her her voice, or what was it? When when afterwards? No, that you that you just weren't weren't all that thrilled. Well, I mean, her voice obviously is incredible. Her, I, it just I don't know maybe that type of music it it it, it wasn't rock and roll trained by ACDC you know yeah, what I mean yeah for me <laughs> there's it, definitely mm-hmm. an energy yeah, that yeah. I associate with concerts yeah and like it wasn't definitely. Robert Plant singing Hurt and Kind or you know I mean it wasn't um yeah. but anyway so I went and halfway through I remember I turned to my wife and said I just want to go have a happy hour with her yeah I just want to go hang out with her she's cool I mean she was so good obviously. Mm-hmm. But she, her, her stage presence, which you brought up, which we oftentimes go to conscious, kind of forget about. Yeah. You know, that, that doesn't just, just doesn't happen to some people. But she would be 
I just I, that's just like you said about Whitney Houston. I just want to. I would just like to hang with. Yes, her. and Adam Lambert. Yeah, yeah. Adele's cool. Oh, I saw yeah, her on. She, uh, yeah, she's very good. She was on Ellen, and that's when I was like, oh yeah, she's funny and she's cool. You know who else is a hilarious band that I don't know if you guys have ever ever uh, listened to, but Steel Panther. Do you know Steel Panther, Dave? I don't know their music. <laughs> they're raunch. You got it. I know the name. They're raunch, but they're funny and they're talented. <laughs> yeah. So it's a good it's a good oh. show, you know, if you can get past the raunch. Well, I, I can get that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, won't you, be a problem yeah, for all me. Right, let's go. They, 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 they were just here. Yeah, no just kidding. Town. Yeah. yeah, no, I don't have any kind of high standards whatsoever. Oh, good. So. I wanted Paul to be in Steel Panther. And. <laughs> Yeah, he I'm never not. tried out. <laughs> <laughs> I was messaging with their bass player though before the show. Oh, cool! And uh, but oh man, I came down with something, and I had just was not feeling well that um, yeah that night, so we didn't go. It was yeah. the cutest thing. So Paul's son Tyler is twenty, mm-hmm. and he's—I mean—he's a cool kid. He's good looking. He's cool. He's there's nothing nerdy about that about him. When he was about seventeen, I asked him the very question. Tyler, because I didn't know him, what was your first concert? And he said, uh, the only concert I've ever been to is, is my dad's. And I thought that was the coolest thing. <laughs> That's that the, in, yeah, yeah, he's never been to a, a what he, you know, what we would think of as yeah. a real concert, but he thinks of his own dad's shows as a concert. That's really that melted really, my heart. Yeah, that's rewarding as a yeah. as a father. And you know what? He still comes out. Yes. And he, and he sees us play. And and he rocks the conditioned response sh- uh, old T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, he said it's one of his main main shirts that he wears all the time. Oh, so that's kind of cool. that. Way to go, Dad. He's got that album cover on the on the shirt. Yeah, well, I need <laughs> That shirt is awesome, then, is my guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys coming in. This is, uh, been, what am I leaving out? Anything? I don't think I so. Think so. I, mean, I think we could go for a long we time. We could go here. forever, Dave. Yeah. But yeah, this was so fun. Wow, so great to see you. And so I appreciate you coming out and keeping an eye. Thanks out. for having us. Are you kidding me? Next Anytime. time we're meeting up in Florida. There. Or well at or at a swag show. Swag show, yeah. yeah. And another thing is yeah. your creativity. I mean, you your photography. I don't know if people know how incredible. You're my favorite Instagram. Well, you're nice to oh, embellish. I appreciate amazing. that. I told my friend in Arizona, she recently learned to get hummingbirds to drink out of a ring that she wears on her finger. Wow. And I said, my friend Dave's got to come over and shoot this. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. Is it Dr. Doolittle's daughter by chance? <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> but yeah, you have an incredible gift. Well, you're not, oh, yeah. Oh, well, come over and shoot the band some night. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. I'd be very excited for the band. <laughs> Dave's here. Great. Okay. But, <laughs> but that, yeah, we'll come out. I, I encourage you to see swag when you're performing. Couple times a month, yeah, around town, yep, and, and cool places too, yeah, yeah. Basically, downtown Minneapolis and west, yeah, Minnetonka, Eden Prairie, all that. It'd be fun, yeah. Lindsay, Paul, great to see you Thank again. You so Thank much, you very Dave. much for coming on and. And lowering your standards to come on this show. (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you. Brandon, thank you again, as always, for keeping everything in check. And our thanks to our great sponsors, uh, Jeff and the staff over at Aquarius Home Services. And this is the Aquarius Home Services studio. Our uh, good friends at Propane. Boy, it's timely to read about what they're doing at propane.com. And, of course, at starbank.net, the bank here of talknorth.com. Again, download us Apple, Spotify, or uh, wherever you get your podcast and subscribe. It'd be fun. I'm going to see you here again next week on my first concert.